Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. One of the most informative and entertaining talk radio shows today. From social issues and trending topics to sex and relationships. No subject is ever taboo. So join us now. For real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It Radio. This is Will Strayhorn. It is Wednesday, July the 6th, and I'm in the studio with Miss Paula B. How are you, Paula? I'm doing well, Will. How are you? I'm doing good, boo-boo. Thank you for coming back. You know, you were my first guest co-host. Right, you remember that, right? Yes, I remember. Yeah, so we're 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 here back again, um, still talking about what we're gonna do. I'm waiting to see what we're gonna do. When are we gonna get together and do our um our, our Michael and Kelly routine? I know we have to get together very very soon. Very I'm really soon. excited about it. Doing our street fashion talk, exactly, and, and exactly. the do's and don'ts, and talking to people on the street about what's hot, what's not. I know, right? You know, we have a couple people about to call in. I'm excited to call in. We have David Mann from um, Meet the Browns, and also it's a man's world on BET. They're going to be in town this weekend. Right? Are you going to go see them? Yes, I'm going to be. Aren't you? You're, I'm you're, you're, you're Did you, get, you never let me know if I was going to get my ticket. Sir, right? you're all Am set. Am I backstage? You're backstage. All right, we're in You're with the VIP. Hey, me and my husband, Lawrence. That's what's up. That's what's up. So we're going to wait for them to call in. But what's going on with you? We have Mr. Mr. B, Mr. B in the house. How yes. you doing, How Mr. Lawrence? How you doing, Mr. B? Yes. AKA. Yes. Okay, so um, what's going on with you lately? Well, let me say I have just been doing some exciting things. Last week, I had a went to a white party um, for box cutters for um, they raised funds for domestic violence. It was totally amazing, an what? awesome event. Is that the white that you had on all the white? Yes, that was beautiful. Thank you, and I and I want to thank you for help. Will always helps dress me, giving me my little the, the, signature yeah, that, flower that, and thing. And that should be your signature. That should be your signature. Oh, I got so many compliments off of that. That should be your I signature. I was a little nervous about doing that. Though, Why? Because I didn't want to look like a, you know, I love Billie Holiday, but uh-huh. I didn't. You know what I mean? So I didn't want no, to No, you think... look very festive, very tropical. Thank I you. I loved it. I loved it. Well, it brought everything to together. Yes. Thanks to you. That's why I look like I look. Well, thank you, baby. Um, I appreciate it. So, um... The event coming up on, I do. Do you watch? It's a man's world. I do. <laughs> I do watch it. They're hilarious. That house they, is too many things. Yes, they are hilarious, especially yes. when they had the cooking contest. Yeah, well, that, you, I think this is them. So we're gonna see what they. Well, let's what let's see who's calling. Welcome to Let's Face It Radio. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. How you doing, sir? Doing good. This is Will Strayhorn. I'm on the online with Miss Paula B. How are you? Who do we awesome, have the awesome. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? I this comedian Tim Shropshire out of Greensboro, North Carolina. How are you doing? Oh man, 
all is well. I, I, I'm, I'm thankful, sir. That's, I'm thankful. So, so, so will you be here this weekend as well? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll be here on Sunday. Yes, sir. I'll be in Portsmouth, Virginia. All right. That's good. So um, tell us about a little bit what we can expect, how, how we can expect to crack up with you. What's, what's your... <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, we just hey, well, I, I'm I'm a country boy. I'm originally from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay. And, uh, I, I'm just a country boy, and, and, and God bless her with a beautiful wife. And saying yeah, she's from London, England. Wow. wow. I, I didn't know. I, th- that's what I said. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. And, and so she talked to the nice British accent, you know. So uh, we're gonna, hey brother, we're gonna talk about it this weekend. We're gonna laugh about it, all the things. So um, my new album is called My British Wife. And I, so I'll be telling various, <laughs> various uh, uh, stories and segments from from that. You know, it, it, it's a, it, it's, it's something to experience. We'll have a great time. We're going to have a great time. So how long have you been in the game? How long have you been a comedian? A little over five years. A little over five years. I read my pastor's book called Understand Your Divine Calling, uh, the late Bishop Otis Lockett Sr. And, uh, and uh, it, it got me into comedy. And I realized that uh, this is what God wanted me to do. And, and we've been rocking out ever since, and uh, we've been we've been moving. Actually, I'm currently right now we're in, we're in Cincinnati, Ohio. Wow! Uh, we, got a, we got a we got a show tonight, and uh, and uh, that's what we're prepping for. I didn't even know I was going to be able to make the call or mm. not, and call in to you all. But I'm glad we did. So the show starts in a little while. Okay. But uh, but yeah, me and the family rolled up here, and we're gonna we're gonna rock it out. So we've been we've been moving. We've been covering a lot of ground and and doing a lot of great things. You know, by the glory of God. So we've been. It's been fun. That's good. So what I always wanted to know, ask, is when you, comedians, is it more about telling story or is it more about telling jokes? Uh, it's different for everybody. You know, one, some guys are just those punchline type of guys that just going to rock a joke, rock a joke. I'm a storyteller. I like this. I like it. This is. Just bring you on a journey, like we gonna take you on a good old ride. So I'm I'm a storyteller, and we just gonna laugh all the way through. But uh, it depends on the comic and the experiences that you've been through. We gonna call the obvious out. If you gonna wear leopard to the show, we gonna call out the leopard on your shoulder. So uh, uh, we just gonna, either way, every comic and every comedian is different, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it just depends. We just gonna make it rock, whatever it is. We just gonna make sure that you have a good day at the end of the night. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome show. It's an amazing lineup. So, how do you like oh, yeah. um, get sharing the stage with um, David Mann? Are you excited about that? Oh, uh, it's going to be it's going to be bananas. It's going to be amazing. I mean, uh, uh, to, to really catch uh, someone of his caliber yeah. live. It's going to be awesome uh, for him to come out from Texas and and you know we all know and love Mr. Brown. Yes. Yes. Granddaddy, come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to cut up. So, uh, yes. uh, you never, and, and like you said, what type of comic, and, 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 a, and a comic like David, man, you never know what you're going to get. You know, he can easily improv it and go uh, just, just freelance that thing, you know. So, it's going to be fun. And also, you got Chocolate on the lineup. I mean, she's legendary, one of the hottest female comics right, literally right. in the country, you know. And so, a lot of, a, a lot of the audience remembers her from her comic view days. But uh, that's oh not remember she, yet. She, yeah. she, she's she's amazing, and and for her to to do it for the kingdom puts a whole nother level to it. And um and for her testimonies is amazing. And you got you got the one on Marcus D. Wiley. Oh my God, you know he's a loose cannon. You mm-hmm. never know what's gonna come out of his mouth. But but uh but at the same time, I mean it's, it's all it's all gonna be amazing. And you got your 
You got Virginia's own Cletus Cassidy. He's yes. Nut. That boy, he just flat out crazy. <laughs> but, you know, we we, we, we got to do something about Cletus, you know. But uh, but his improbability is to go off the cuff. It's yeah. going to be amazing. So I, I'm, I'm really telling folks that, you know, I, I even got folks coming out of North Carolina and South Carolina All coming right. up to the show. Support, you know, because, support. Uh, but they, yo, man, so they, they're ready for a good, a good weekend of, of laughter. You know, the world's going through so much, you know, we, you know, my, my heart's a little wavering, you know, with, with what's going on now. Right, and right, the, right, yeah. And shooting and everything. And, and that's what we were just Terrible. talking about, you know, how you're able to, to, to be able to still do the, do your job as a comic, mm-hmm. but still, um, adhere to what's going on in the world today, you know? So I'm, I'm glad I got my family with me, especially on the, on this road traveling because you, you kind of hold them extra tight because you really just don't know. But at the same time, God is saying, hey, "Don't fear," right. and, uh, and still rock out. So, so it's. But again, it's it's laughing it has its place, and we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting you. I'll be there backstage yes, taking we will. pictures. We'll be there, Will and I. We're yes. gonna have you laughing all the way backstage. <laughs> so we're gonna. We're going to just cut all the way up. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks so much for calling in. I know you got to get ready for your show. Yes, thank Looking you. forward you to meeting it. your family, and I wish you, oh, wish yeah. you much success to, tonight. No problem. Appreciate you all so much for having the platform for us. Thank you so much. Oh, not a problem. You're welcome. Good Bye night. now. Bye. Awesome. Welcome, Miss April. Hey, April. How you doing? I'm good. Let's go. So... Our listeners know who Miss Paula B is. She was my first guest co-host. But for those who don't know the fabulous Miss April Alston, tell everybody who you are. I know you're the promoter bringing David Mann and his crew here this weekend. So introduce yourself to the people. I am April Alston, mm-hmm. CEO of J.D. Shape Production. And yes, I am the promoter that's bringing in David Mann to Willow Hall on July 10th. Also Virginia. Mm-hmm. Well, we're excited. I'm so happy. Yeah. And I've known April like forever. I'm so proud of you. Yes, I'm, I'm happy as well. And excited and nervous. Why are you nervous? Don't be nervous. A lot of work. I know I do this a lot. I've been doing this for five years. But so it's why my, are you nervous? I don't know. You have some other people you're bringing, right? Yes, I, I have a slew of events people. coming up. But some I can't announce yet. Okay, okay. We but, understand um, that, yeah. But some I can announce. Mm-hmm. So, well, when you get to the ones that you can't announce, make sure that you announce your the the big poop bomb shows right here. Yeah, let us be the first. Oh, of one. course, of yeah. course, no doubt. No so doubt. while we're waiting to see if anyone for the for the other people, and then for mm-hmm. our guest of honor, Mr. David Mann, we want to talk about some things that's going on in the news. Um, of course, you guys, know, you heard about the shooting, right? I did. Yeah. I don't know too much about it. I know that uh, a young gentleman, he was, I guess, apprehended by police officers, and then while he was pinned down, he got shot. Is that what happened? I believe so, because I was just reading it on um, Facebook, and it was in Baton Rouge. Yeah, Baton Rouge. So I, I've just got some information about it. It was very sad. Yeah, I um, didn't get a chance to look at the video. Mm-hmm. From my understanding, there is a video yeah. that's out there. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I do Me know either. that from my understanding, there is a relative that lives here. Uh-huh. Oh, really? And it was a post on Facebook that said that before they put out mug shots and this and that, uh-huh. this is the real person. He was a family man. Uh, so I did see yes, that on Facebook. Will, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, when all, is it going to stop? Yeah, I, I mean, all this shooting and it's all this senseless. violence is just senseless. Yeah. It's like you said, senseless, and it's just 
too much. Mm-hmm. I know they were calling for the resignation of, I'm not sure if it was the, well, I know the officers, which they have been, two of them have been placed on administrative duties. Um, and I know they spoke with the with the governor. And I think I have a right. statement that he said. Um, the governor was just basically saying that he wanted everything to be, he, he thought that the video did look disturbing. Um, and I think the officers were, they were identified as Blaine Salamone and who had been with the department for four years and also Howie Lake too, Mm -hmm. who had been there for three years. They've both been, like I said, on administrative leave. They're calling for their resignation, but both were saying they don't want to um, resign. Um, then they're also calling for, um, I believe the, the governor to do something. And it's just been disturbing. They're I see not going Facebook. to do anything. Yeah, they need to well, do something. Well, the, the attorney said that this one is not going to get um, swept under the rug. Well, that's what they said about Tamir Rice and the others. So it's, I don't believe it until I see it. I'm hoping we're going to see it because okay. it's happening too often. Uh, right. It's happening too often. It's, it's, but we thought um, they we said gonna... that they, I think they said that they they called like he had a gun or is that a gun or something? No, like from that. my understanding, this is what I read. Uh huh. That he was just out selling CDs and DVDs. Oh. You know, that's uh-huh. what he do to provide for his family. Right, right. Well, that's one of the things. And like I said, that's all I was able to read for now, that he just had DVDs and CDs, and he was just selling it outside the store, and they say he's been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. So I can't really speak on it until I see the video. But until then, we just knew that Tamir Rice was going to get some justice right. for a 12-year-old. So I don't and have did any, not. I'm not confident. And did not. Did not. Right. A 12-year-old. How do you get a 12-year-old mixed up with a 20-year-old? I have a 13-year-old son. So um, I'm not confident. And and there was a civil rights activist. I'm like, okay, don't do that. Yeah. He was like, this is about to be another Ferguson. I'm like, don't do yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's just very sad, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that the world is like that today. Right. And, you know, at this time, you think things would be different. But it's That's not. That's what you would and think, it's, yeah. and, it's, and it's sad mm-hmm. um, that it's still about um, race and color. Mm-hmm. And it should not be. And nobody is, no race is better than any other race. True. And nobody is superior. That's true. Right. But, you know, it's just unfortunate that I really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And I was thinking about my daughter's generation mm-hmm. and our generation. Right. And I'm saying to myself, what generation is keeping this going? It's definitely not my daughter's generation um, because they're different. Mm-hmm. They see things totally different. Totally different. different. Totally right. different. So... It's our generation that's keeping it going. Keeping it fuel. Well, keeping I do want to say this uh-huh. because, um, I, you know, with me being in marketing, I'm on Facebook and social media all uh-huh. the time. Now there's this new thing where kids are jumping kids. So um, I know a couple of people I went to school with, their sons got jumped over the weekend by some boys. Uh-huh. So it has to stop. So, you know, where are the community services? I mean, was it racial? Is it? No, okay. they just us now. So this is the new thing now. Jeez. So like I have a 13-year-old son. So now I have to register him for community, you know, like yeah. YMCA yeah. to keep him off the street right. to prevent this from happening. Right. So now that's out of the pocket expense right. because he just can't go outside and play. Right. So now it has to stop. Horrible. So where are these fathers and, you know, everything? But and again. The, right. I'm like, where are the parents? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? But, I'm a working parent. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, I'm a single 
working parent. So we need to know where our children are at all times. Even when I travel, I stay on the road a lot. Mm -hmm. I keep tabs on my children. I have a tracking device. Do you? On my children's That's cell what's phone. Up. <laughs> but, you know, there's so many, excuse me, there's so many activities. Uh -huh. There's so many free things to do. Yeah. There's so many free programs that you can put your children in. So yeah. it's not, it, it, you have to want to do that. Yeah. You, ha you have to want to change you know, the, the thought process that, oh, it's nothing to do. I can't get this. I can't afford to do this. You need to do the research, do the research. Right. Do the research. Yeah. you know what I mean? Instead of sitting down and be like, oh, well, you know, they have it for this, this, this person, right. but they don't have anything mm -hmm. for us. That's, that's incorrect. If you want an excuse, you, there are a million ones right, you can get. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. my daughter was in, I put her in piano lessons, voice lessons, dance lessons, acting lessons. I'm not saying she was the best kid in the whole wide world. I'm not saying that. But the thing of it is, is that our children were exposed to a lot of things in, in a lot of the arts because I didn't want them not doing anything. In schools, they had to do volunteer work. It, I, I was raised that way. Right. So it's out there. It's all it depends on the mindset of the parents. You know what right. I mean? And the generation, if, if you grew up that way, it, not doing anything if your parents didn't put you in anything, they, um, it'd just be a cycle. Right. Does that make sense? Well, right. One of our, our listeners said that the problem is that much of the in-between entitled generation have started having kids and that has caused a generation of unsupervision. Yeah, mm. I agree. There's a lot of supervision out there. Either, like I said, cause most of us are forced to work one and two jobs just to make ends meet, which means we're leaving our children to take care of ourselves. Right. Or take care of themselves. Right. So they're babysitting themselves. And, and a lot of people can't afford babysitting. Yeah. Because babysitting fees are Oof. like, I have know. been looking at the cost of infant. It is $200 a week, $800 a month. Yeah. It's for expensive. newborn. Yeah, I can't. So you know that you're going to be babysitting, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I told you I would babysit. Okay. I'm, I'm going to babysit. I'm going to be counting on it. I'm going to babysit. But, okay, so just to move on to, I, I wouldn't say something a little bit on a, on a higher note, but Stacy Clueless Dash, you know her, right? Mm -hmm. Stacy Dash, oh, my God. Every time she opens her mouth, she puts her foot in it. So she said two things. Number one, you know, Jesse Williams, we were talking about last week, his speech at the BET about racial right. relations. Yes. Beautiful. It was beautiful. Wonderful. I loved it. Of course. Oh, okay, hold on for a minute. We have another caller from the, what's the name of the comedy show? David Mann asked David Mann a hilarious night of stand-up comedy. That's what's up. Okay. Thank you for calling Let's Face It Radio. How are you? I'm good. That's good. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? It's Marcus Wiley. Marcus Wiley. Hey, what's Marcus. up? <laughs> That's April. Hi. Hey, Marcus. How are you doing? So, what's up? So you're excited about this weekend? What's going on this weekend? Really? <laughs> you had to be at that airport, and I got to see you there at that airport, said, Mr. Marcus going Wiley. Going on this weekend. I'm, I'm at airport every weekend. So <laughs> well, you better be in Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> mm, Norfolk. Okay. So, so when did you? Get, how did you get your start in comedy? Ah, uh, ah, uh, man. Well, um, was it that long ago? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was in 2002. Uh, I was just really hosting something at my church, uh -huh. and a lady thought I was a comedian. I wasn't a comedian. I was just, you know, the little funny dude at the church. Right. And, um, and she asked me to host something. Mm -hmm. 
that she had. She owned a coffee shop, and I was like, well, ma'am, I'm not a comedian. And she was like, well, I, you know, I have $500. Ooh, like, well, I'm a comedian. Yeah, I'll tell a <laughs> joke or two. Yeah. So I went and did it, and she called me three days later and was like, the people loved it. We want to do it once a month, and mm-hmm. I'm going to pay you 750 Oof. Signed a contract, everything, mm-hmm. you know, for one year, and and then you know her her, her only rules was no cussing, right. no vulgarities, and all that. And so uh, by that, by doing it like that, churches would come out on these nights, like single ministers just booked the whole show of marriage ministers. They just booked the whole show, and it got so big. We went to three shows, and and after that year was up. I moved it to a to a church where it was bigger, and then you know, and then I had built up a little a little thing for myself in Houston, and then that's how I went. Went out of town one time, and you know, still the best advertisements word of mouth. And right, it just kept going, kept wow. going, kept going. Wow, that's that's awesome. Praise that's, the Lord. Yes, that yes. is awesome. So we're definitely ready for you to come here. So what what can we look forward to when yes. you get here to P Town? Uh, I think I'm not going to be funny. I want to pray for people. I wanna, oh, Are you going to lay just, hands? Can I want to come in, lay hands, heal the sick, raise the dead, give <laughs> oh, sight to the blind, okay. <laughs> unclog deaf ears. You know, I'm, I mean, you know, this is a ministry. Yes, and so yes, I, yes. I, I, you know, it's, it's no time to be funny right now. Oh, it's, okay. it's, you know, this is serious. Yeah, but now, nah, but you know, I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to do what I do. I come in and have a good time. You know, I think it's uh, my brand of comedy is a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. for those that have been in church and also a uh, <laughs> a breath of fresh air for those who just get to church. And so, uh, you know, I like to have a good time. I like to have fun. So we're going to rock out. So is this your first time um, working with David, man? This? Let me see. Is this my first time? I think so. Yeah, I think this is our first time doing stand up together. Yeah. yeah, you're excited about that. I can't wait to see y'all. Yeah, yeah, see. yeah. I think it's our first time working together. So yeah, that's, that's a that's um that's, that should be good. That should be real good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I can't yeah, we're wait. gonna meet you backstage. We're yes. gonna meet you backstage. Definitely get some pictures with you. Talk to you a little bit more. Y'all have some um y'all gonna have some food backstage? Some, That's some, up some, to we have bananas and apples. <laughs> y'all gonna have Marcus, some, you know I'm gonna take care of you. Y'all gonna have a masseuse backstage? I don't know about that. <laughs> she she said them, she got, them masseuses been getting people in trouble in the music in the in the Christian industry. Well, one thing about me is when you stay in trouble, you ain't gonna never get in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I want to thank you for, for calling in. We're going to definitely see you on this weekend. Excited about it. Um, hope, hopefully, you know, you're going to bring the house down laughing. I, yeah. I need to laugh. Yeah, Everything too. going on in the world, you know. Yeah, we need a little laugh. We need to laugh. Yeah. Laugh yeah, well, we're going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to have a good time. Sorry. Exactly. Well, thanks. Marcus, thank you so much. This is the CEO of JDK. This is our first time speaking on the phone, actually. I've been oh. speaking with Neil. Yeah, you've been with Neil, okay? Yeah, so thank so, you so much for doing If this goes, well, we're going to put it on the road. You ready to go on the road with me? Hey, let's make it happen. Let's do it. Let's make right. it do what it do, right? I know that's right. Yeah. All right, well, ha- have a good evening. Thanks for calling in. All right, y'all have a good one. You, you too. too. All right. Okay, so back to this Stacy Dash girl. Okay. Okay, so what she said was after he spoke, she 
went directly to um, was, was she on Twitter or was she interviewed? I'm not sure. I'm sure. But she Twitter. said, "You've just seen the perfect example of a Hollywood plantation slave." She oh no, she wrote down her blog, and then she said, "Sorry, Mr. Williams, but the fact that you were standing on stage at those awards." tells people that you really don't know what you're talking about, just spewing hate and anger. Can I say something? Yes. We don't care about Stacey. <laughs> she's irrelevant. And I think she's just trying to stay relevant. Yes. Yes. And when the last That's, time you've been booked for something? She hasn't been. She absolutely. Exactly. And to be so beautiful, ever since that show that was on BET, that um, that I think Queen Latifah had produced, she, was, she owned like a retail store. You don't remember that? Single no. Ladies. Oh, okay. Single ladies. See? You remember See, that? You all remember that? Right. I don't. Exactly. Right. So probably boom. because yeah. of her mouth. Yeah, boom. There and then the other thing she said that, you know, she was on um, Meredith Vieira. She was talking about um, that women need to work harder and stop complaining about the gender wage gap. That's what she was saying, that women need to work harder. Well, somebody did some researching, and they said that back in 2004, bankruptcy documents showed that she was financially supported by her former fiance to the tune of $6,000 a month. And that she was apparently (laughs) so broke that she was drowning in debt and that she she couldn't find work and she ultimately filed bankruptcy. So she was being a hypocrite. hypocrite. Absolutely. And that's why she's probably doing what she's doing now just to stay relevant and try to make some paper. Does she have a fiance? She had one. Former. Come to Jesus. Former. (laughs) Former fiance. She is too much for primetime TV. I'm telling you. She, yes. She, I can't take her. Is she campaigning for like Donald her. Trump? She's campaigning for him? Is she? Let's make it light of the situation. I don't know. She needs to go, she she needs to go somewhere and sit down and have several seats. Yeah. That's what she needs to do. I agree. I don't see why she wouldn't be, though. But you know what? This show is all about relationships. We have a guest calling in. Um, actually, it's a husband and wife that will be calling in very shortly. Um, and they're going to talk to us about how committed couples can keep the flame going. Um, these people, I think they work together, live together, eat together, travel together. And that's actually how me and my ex were. Um, and it worked out fine because we were friends first. So I- I'm excited to see about um, all the information that they have to so share. So she's going to give me some information for one day? She's going to get... <laughs> she's going to get... So... <laughs> for one day. For one day. April is crazy. For one day, yeah. But um, we have Linda and Charles calling in. So are, are you in love, April? Have you ever experienced love? I, I need the violins playing. Love, heartbreak, and disappointments. Really? Yes. I am single, Ooh. and I'm 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 good. Are you loving a single life? No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I can we say just that talked about I can that. say that. I, don't, I ain't loving. I ain't never told y'all I, I was loving it. I know, right? But we remember we had the conversation about it's hard. Uh, people. Can I tell what's you what's so hard to you? Okay. Me personally, mm-hmm. I think. When I meet somebody, it's like they're intimidated with what I do for a living. Uh-huh. And I have my own house. Mm-hmm. And I went to school, have a couple of degrees. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay. But okay. So you're too much for the average man then. Is that, what, is that what you're saying? Right. But it's like, okay. You don't have to have a degree, but as long as you can have goals and right, a vision right, and right. some dreams. That's what they were saying last week on the show. You know, for some reason. as long as I right. see something, then you can, you know, um, you're going to accept what I do for a living, meaning mm-hmm. that you have the stuff that I travel and my workload, because I don't sleep throughout Paula. No, she doesn't. Every time I call her, she's like, like nine o'clock in a day. Like, yeah, she's knocked out. All right. I think we have our first guest calling in, Linda and Charles Musselwhite. 
Thank you for calling Let's Face It Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi there. How are you? Hi. Is this Linda? Yes. Hi. This is Will. You're, you're... Hey, Will Charles is here too. Hi. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> we have Linda and Charles Musselwhite calling in, and you are the owners of Fun Loving Couples. What is that exactly? I saw you on Facebook. I, I was reading up on you. T- tell everybody exactly what is Fun Loving Couples. Fun Loving Couples is a global community for committed couples who like to travel, eat well, work out, have fun, and keep adventure in their relationships. Okay. Okay. So in all that you've done, what, what do you think is the number one obstacle to healthy relationships? Because me and my co-host, we were sitting here talking about we're single, um, both want to be in relationships. What do you think is the number one obstacle to healthy relationships? Communication. So let me preface by saying there's no absolutes, but... We were just talking about this again, so thank you for the question, because it even caused us to continue to ask that question. I believe there's different seasons in relationships and marriages, and that, that question may have a different answer at every time, but what we, came down to, what we came up with was this. The number one commitment, in our opinion, from our perspective, being married 25 years, being together 30 years, having two kids, is failure to commit to the relationship versus committing to your own selfishness. Repeat that again for me so I can take notes. <laughs> failure, failure to commit to the relationship versus uh, versus putting yourself first in, in selfishness. And sometimes what, what may be uncomfortable with that is sometimes that means I have to make a compromise. Okay. I have to uh, agree to my wife and say that I'm not going to pursue the path that I wanted or, or get out of what I wanted, but for the health of the relationships, it's best for me to not take such a stand that's going to blemish or damage the relationship in some way. Oh, okay. Mm, no, I like well, that you, how, how do you feel about that, Paula? I, I, I agree with that. It, has that worked for you? Yeah, it, it, does, it does. Because I think that's being flexible. You know, I'm I'm very flexible in my thinking. Okay. Um, I think it's flexible because I see because, the smile on this <laughs> Because I believe in um, a person in a relationship for my husband to do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's do. making you happy, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But but Charles and Linda, you, you said that you all, I was reading in your, your, your blurb, that you eat together, travel together, live together, work together. How, how is that working? That's a lot of togetherness. <laughs> it is. And a lot of people say I could not do it. I would end up killing myself. <laughs> But it, it works for us. Um, you know, if initially there were there were some bumps in the road, but, you know, one thing that um, early on when we started doing it was we needed to understand our own roles and, um, and how to act accordingly. So, you know, I step out of his way, he steps out of my way, and we complement one another. So mm-hmm. it works for us. It doesn't work for a lot of people, but I think it's also, you know, back to Charles's point, like, you have to, you know, in one breath, die to yourself and, you know, help your help your partner, help your spouse. Um, you know, not 100% and say, you know, I'm just going to, uh, you know, do everything you say. But there has to be, there's that compromise again. I mean, that's I think that's a huge word in marriages and relationships. Hmm. And, and if I could add just one piece. So we've been doing this together thing since 2010, right? Less than six feet apart. Sleep, eat, shower, work, you call, we do everything together. And in some ways, if we didn't have our act together and give each other the freedom and the space to grow and to flourish, uh, that, that could be very monotonous. It could also, that, that familiarity could, bre- could breathe uh, 
uh, a disdain for one another. But I'm just telling you, we've been we've been together 25 years. We just came back from our 25th wedding anniversary in Fiji, and I'm wow. telling you, I think our relationship is stronger now than it's been, you know, five, ten years ago. Even when we first got married, and it was more about uh, the visual infatuation than it was about a deep-rooted, deep-seated, God-breathed love for one another. So, let me ask a question. So, how do how what would you suggest to couples to keep their relationship thriving? I mean, especially when you've been together all that time. <laughs> I know it does, it does seem like a long time. You have to keep things fresh. Um, you have to uh, understand every, each other's likes and dislikes, but also, you know, spontaneity is really good. So, hey, you know what? We're gonna we're not gonna sit on the sofa and watch Netflix this weekend. We're gonna go, you know, two hours away and go do something. Um, you know, just. Keep, keeping things, um, or maybe even just a walk through the neighborhood, right? Just yeah. like go out and do something different. Yeah, just just not the same old routine because I think um, the monotony of it but that that routine gets you could get you into trouble because it's like okay, we're going to get up, we're going to go to Starbucks, or we're going to you know go to breakfast, and now we're going to go watch a movie and go home. I mean that 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 can get boring. So right. bring in, like, we want to bring that adventure into relationship, even like to Charles's point. If it's just you know taking a walk in your neighborhood, something different. Right. Let me ask one. I've got a couple of uh, practical points. Uh, we, we also build our relationship on the five C's, which is commitment, consideration, cooperation, compromise, and as we all know, communication. But I'd also add this. I think it's extremely important to periodically uh, get out check in with one another. So, like, we do this in our business. Once a month, we look at what we did the last the last 30 days, what we're going to do for the next 90 days. Mm-hmm. I think it's as important in our relationships. What did I do the last 30 days that pissed you off? What did I do that made you happy? Uh, you know, what did I not pay attention to, right? I need to know these things because here's the thing. For me, I'm a typical guy, and I tell my wife often, look, if you don't tell me, I'm just not going to know. Right. It doesn't mean I'm not trying, but I would rather, instead of making mistake after mistake, Let's sit down, talk about, you know, what, what worked and what didn't work so that I don't find myself in that same place 30 days from now. Okay. So, so it sounds like it is, you definitely have to keep up the effort because it seems like, you know, I, I was in a relationship for 16 years and the first five years we did all that. And then after that, you know, you start to realize, okay, they're not going nowhere. So we, the little things stop. We don't do the, the, the little walks. We don't plan the vacations. We just take for granted that they're, they're going to be there. So you're saying that you really have to keep up the work because it is a lot of work, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Even when you're tired. Hey, you know. Bill, I, yeah. I think it gets it becomes more work as you go on because complacency, right, Right. which is kind of what you're talking about, complacency exactly. is when, I, you know what, I don't even want to argue about it. I don't really care. Do what you want to do. Exactly. Those Those little things that you're talking about, no one ever wakes up, you know, 19, 20 years into a marriage and says, I want to get a divorce. I mean, it happens, but if you look at it, that's the symptom. The cause was the complacency and giving up 10, exactly. 15, 20 years earlier. Exactly. Right? I stopped caring about the little things. I stopped wanting to work with you or, or dig into what those little things were, and I'm just, I'm just out at some point. I'm done. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but see, my husband and I, I, I met him at a bank when I was 18, believe it or not. And we've been together for like almost so thirty years. So you're saying I need to camp out at bank? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing of it is, is that one of the things that I found in my relationship, I'm not going to say that. I mean, as we grew, we grew like we grew up together, mm-hmm. and um, 
I'm not going to say we fell out of love with each other. It's just that in that growing stage, you know how you fall out of like, and then you fall back in love, and it's just better than it was like a year or two ago because you get to know that person, and you get to know what to do, what not to do, um, what to say, what not to say. And I'm to at a place now in my relationship that I'm so comfortable, like I said before, because I had to learn myself. Even when we were together all that time, I didn't even know my myself. I didn't even really love myself. So that and that plays a part in the relationship as well. God. So that rises a question. Mm-hmm. This is for us, Will. Mm-hmm. For us who's trying to date. So you guys said what we need to do together. But when you're dating and you do all this stuff, there were categorized as clingy. <laughs> well, that's true too because when my husband and I, before we got married, we were together all the time. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, then when we moved here, um, I didn't have any friends. And, and, you know, he started meeting people and I was like by myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he just like, I felt as though he just kicked me to the curb because in Connecticut, we were, we were like peanut butter and jelly mm-hmm. always together. So when we moved here, he just he just created a whole new life and it's just like without me. So books and food became my my friends, but he it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit because he was saying you need to build your own life. Mm-hmm. You need to begin to do this. This I'm like you weren't saying well, that when we in Connecticut. That's pretty much synonymous with what they're saying. So you got to learn to love clingy. Yeah, but now I'm I'm not that clean type what, of chick. Become single when that queen size bed becomes oh. whole. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so my other question for the couple, what are their names again? Um, Linda and Charles Musselwhite. Linda and Charles Musselwhite. As a single person, when I get to that point, when <laughs> I am in my relationship, how do you grow stronger every day, even after years of being together? Mm. That's that's a good one because, I mean, personalities definitely get involved in that as well. So, I mean, I I still think communication is, I mean, we've all heard it, communication is key, Mm -hmm. but I think it's huge um, just because we have to to know each other intimately um, and, you know, know what our likes and dislikes are and share that with with our partner. Um, I see Charles is, is ready to go yeah. with this one, too, so I'm going to let him take it from here. <laughs> so uh, I would tell me by saying this. Number one, if it's, if it's up to me, I'm going to make a mess of it. And I know this isn't a uh, – uh, it's, it's not Sunday, it's in church, but you've got to have an anchor and a belief in something stronger than yourself. And for me, for us, it's God, it's Jesus in our lives that gave us a foundation so that I can be um, I can be forgiven by my wife when I screw up and I fail her, and vice versa. Uh, but then I also go back. It's, it's that commitment to each other. Uh, you know what? When you bring when you bring finances into it, that's going to be a stress point. When you bring mm-hmm. kids into it, it's going to be a stress point. Work, parents. I mean, there's so many things that are that can become obstacles and trip you up. So I go back to that thing that I've got to be considerate of my spouse. I've got to take her into consideration. She has to do the same for me. We have to sit down and plan. And even though we plan and do some things, we still like to be uh, spontaneous. So I'll go back again where I think the first few years you can skate by on just the infatuation and love you have for each other. But then you got to roll up your sleeves and go to work. And that's really making an investment into each other. What is, it that, uh, what is it that my wife likes? What can I do to remind her every day that I love her? 
Uh, and it could be a simple thing, right? Bringing her a glass of water. Uh, you know, when I go to get a drink for myself, I don't just come back with a, a drink for me, but I bring one back for her. Uh, you know, um, I'm thinking about putting gas in the car when I know she's going to take it tomorrow so that she doesn't have an empty tank. Uh, or even the simple things, the I love you, right? 25 years married, and I'm telling you, we probably still say I love you 10, 15 times a day. Wow. Some people say that's sick or it's crazy, uh, and it may be, but I just know that in our relationship, it's those little things that make a world of difference. Wow. I think that that's awesome. That is awesome. So, so would you say that being friends, genuine friends, is important in a long-term relationship? Yes. Yes. I'm single now. But you would be surprised how many people I talk to who they're not friends. I mean, they're outside <laughs> of things right now. But they've been together forever. And I'm learning. That's why the relationship don't last. Because mm-hmm. they don't become but friends. But these, I mean, they've been together years. But, you know, they don't. I was like, is this your friend? I'm like, I don't want to go nowhere with him. So they believe in <laughs> love at first sight. But I think because we forget. Because just like um, Charles said, we let everything get in the way of our love, which is the money. The, um, the bills, the kids, all of those things, and we forget about what's most important, the love and the me- making memories. Right. Yeah. Right. So are, are date nights still important? Oh, my gosh. Uh, not only are they important, but so, Will, it's kind of like this weird little uh, little bell curve. They were exciting years ago, mm-hmm. and then admittedly, you know what? We, we didn't have the skills. We didn't have the experience, and date night almost became routine to a point where it felt like we were just going through the motions. Uh, now I'm happy and blessed to say that date night is exciting again. Uh, we look forward to it, and, and we're always doing something different. It doesn't have to be this, this you know, big production and getting dressed and going out, but, you know, it might be checking out the new restaurant in town. It might be, you know, just going and splitting an appetizer. Spend 10 bucks, right? It could be just going for a new walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get up every Sunday morning, and we go for a, we go to a, uh, we go to we go for a walk to go get a coffee, and I think some of our best conversations of the week happen during our walk, just right. checking in with one another. And so that means date night is tonight. <laughs> I, I, I love it. So, um, I, what is the formula for a relationship success? Relationship for for I can't get my words out. Gosh, can't get it out. And let me ask that question again. Um, is there a formula for relationship success? Um, again, well, I would say results aren't typical, but and everyone's different. But uh, to Charles's point, when he mentioned about the five Cs, that that foundational um, things: the commitment, the consideration, cooperation, compromise, and communication. To us, you know, that that's a great formula. It works for us. It, it works for other couples that we talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to, you know, remember those, especially you know, when things are hard or when things are. Um, you know, the, the same old, same old, those are really important. And really um, having that adventure part in there. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, guess what, we're, we're going to go somewhere. Well, where are we going? Well, well, you'll see when we get there. And we only really started doing that within the last few years, but it makes a huge difference. So- yeah, and for me, for me, the formula is simple. I put my, I put my spouse before myself. Oh. If oh, I, if I, I like think that. of her and serve her before myself, um, Typically, it's a good day. And the funny thing is, when I do that, she's, she seems to put her, you know put me before herself. And, uh, again, there's no absolutes, and that doesn't work for everybody. But in our relationship, it goes a long way. And it, it actually buys a lot of credit for when I screw up, and then I need to ask for <laughs> forgiveness you know, to get it. <laughs> right, right. So I want to ask you one final question. Well, it's for, for both of you. 
I want you each to tell me what you like about your partner and then what you like most about your relationship. Mm. So Charles just actually answered that for for me. Um, the most thing I like about him, I mean, I have a bunch, but he always puts me first. He always okay. he always thinks of me. Um, and I did, I don't remember the second part because I was like, oh, I know what that What do you answer. like about the relationship? Yeah. What do you like most about uh, your, your union, your marriage? Oh, gosh. Um, we're one. We're we one. really are. I mean, I know people are like, you know, after so many years, you can finish each other's sentences yeah. and, and that, I mean, that is true, but mm -hmm. I, I, I seriously feel that we are one. We complement each other very well. That's good. What about you, Charles? Yeah, great question. Well, um, I wish I had uh, a few hours to answer this, one, but I don't. I'm going to answer it this way. I've been blessed to have. I've been blessed by God with a strong, uh, very strong, beautiful woman that uh, has an intuition like no other. And what I love about her the most is that I know that she's always thinking about me and us. What works, right? So I don't. There's not a selfish bone in her body. Um, she's given to me, she's given to both of our kids, she gives to everyone that we come into contact with. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, you know what, that's an area that I'm deficient in. I just don't have that. And uh, her intuition has always been spot on, and uh, I, I, I am blessed by, like I said, the way that she carries herself. So uh, for me, that's beautiful. And what, what I love about our relationship is that uh, it is very strong. It uh, doesn't mean that we don't work on it, but it is very strong to a point where I don't have any trust issues. I don't. I don't wonder if, uh, you know, does she look at that guy? Does she is she privately texting somebody? Is she privately Facebooking somebody? Mm -hmm. uh, no, I think there's there's a a need to be open and transparent. And you know what? If she ever wants to look at my cell phone, hey, take a look at it. Go through all my pictures. Look at all my text messages. I don't care. There's nothing there that I'm hiding. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So I need you to say that one more time. Oh God. One more time. I'm serious. I need you to say that one more time because that is that is that I can't get my words out. But that is so true. Because transparency, transparency yes. Because okay. the cell phones and the texting is mm. getting a lot of people, especially men, in trouble. Especially men. Don't especially men. I'm sorry. Well, I don't have a passport on my as you can see, you could just wipe it. I'm, I'm just phone. I'm just saying, I mean, because you're there's a lot of people phone. that won't sure. let you in their cell phone. Uh, let you see their taxes or give you their password. You're absolutely correct. Wow. You can check well, my well, phone. Well, Charles and, <laughs> Charles and Linda, I want to thank you for calling into the show. Do you have any final words for our for, for me and April, number one? Yeah, we, we're saying. And then just for those it's couples looking, out there who are trying to keep that yeah, spark alive. It's not looking good for us. <laughs> so I said, look, if you're, if you're single... Trust that God's got the right partner out there for you, yes. and uh, you know what? The, it, that he or she will come along at the right time. Just be ready so you don't have to get ready. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for calling into the show. Hope you guys have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You're it was welcome. an honor and a blessing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back. We're going to have a special guest vocalist in the house. You listen to Let's Face It. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's a the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's a the bad kind like season-ending injuries. 
there's the necessary kind, like having an agent in Hollywood. And this silly drama, like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text diploma to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. That's diploma to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. What's up, y'all? This is John Legend for Life Beat. The music industry fights AIDS. Every hour of every day, two young people between the ages of 13 and 24 are infected with HIV. The AIDS crisis is not over, y'all. Be smart. Use protection. For more information, log on to www.lifebeat.org. You're listening, let's face it, to one of the hottest talk radio shows on the web. Are you looking for more exposure for your brand, product, event, or special story? Let's Face It Radio is the place for you. We're also seeking guest experts specializing in sex and relationships, health and wellness, politics, law, spirituality, and religion, just to name a few. Looking for low-cost marketing opportunities? We'll look no further. We offer multiple advertising campaigns via website ads or audio commercial opportunities played live during the show. Visit www.letsfaceitradio.com and complete the appropriate contact form for more information. You're listening. Let's face it. This is Van Bossy. Take one. This bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. It's a huge burden lifted financially, and so it allows you to give singular focus to your child. I've never known a hospital that takes care of their patients so thoroughly. That was the first thing I was like, how are we going to do this? When they told us that we didn't have to pay a single bill, I was like, wow. They pretty much have saved us. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. And now your focus is supporting this child. There is not another hospital like St. Jude. The patient care is unmatchable. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Boots Straight Warrior Now back to the show. Wow. 
Welcome back to Let's Face It. Wow. Technical difficulties. Yes. That's good. That's good. Back in the studio, we have Mr. Maurice Yancey in one accord in the house. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you, sir? Doing good. I remember seeing you a couple of weeks ago. We both got awards at the NAACP Black Men Rock Awards. You were there, too, as yes, well. Yes, I and was there. Yes, doing right. red carpet. Yes, in April. We were all there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was looking so dapper. Sharp. Yes. And that Sharp. black and gold. I already got yes, a pair sir. of pants already him like <laughs> really? that. Really? So yes. Yeah, and those shoes. Are, I remember the whole outfit. Oh, my God. For the white God. party. Oh, I'm going to sport that look. It was nice. So it was inspired by you. Bless you, man. Um, so you got you won Best Gospel Quartet, right? Yes, sir. All right. So 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 you have a project out. Yeah, we got two projects out. Uh, came out with one in 2010 called Just the Beginning, mm-hmm. and we released another one in 2014 called Not Your Ordinary. Not Your Ordinary. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's pretty cool. And you you have a single out now, Promise I I Tell It. Well, we're working on that. That's okay. a. Um, Pretty catchy track that uh, people are falling in love with, uh-huh. so they're pushing me to record it to really? get it out there. Yes, sir. So how did you get your break into the ministry? What, what what brought you into it? Well, I've been doing this since about the age of five. Really? Uh grew up in a, of course, you know, a Christian family, and uh-huh. my whole family pretty much sings. Uh-huh. So my uncle started us out, me and my cousins, um, and I just kind of stuck with it, you know. Okay. And you, I love to sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Loving to sing I, I and can sing. sing are two different things. Yes, Which, can you can you sing? No, I was getting ready to ask uh, Maurice to give me a lesson. Okay. <laughs> I, is he going to sing for us? Yes, he's going to sing for us. Oh, and man. then will you give me a lesson after you sing? We can work on it, yes, man. Yeah, I'm going to sing with you. Okay. okay. Right. We're going right. to find a song and I'm going to sing. <laughs> I don't want you to talk about me later. I won't, I won't okay. talk about it. All right. <laughs> So what what, what are you going to sing? What what are you going to sing? I'm excited to hear him. What, what about what? me? <laughs> <laughs> you going to sing back up, or are you going to well, sing? Well, yeah, I'm I'm gonna whenever he tells me to do, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what a friend we have in Jesus. All of our sins and griefs to bear. Ooh. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often, we forfeit. Can I stop there? No. (laughs) That was really great. Oh, what needless pains we bear. Set us all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Yes. Okay. Where's my okay, part? No, okay, do your part. I want to sing the part. You got a second. Go ahead and do Jesus. yours. Go ahead. You got two what seconds. What a friend we have in Jesus. Mm. You got it. You got it. Better oh. do it, <laughs> you did. You did. Did I do? Did I do? Yes, you was on my. You did. Was I on key? I'm gonna put you on my next record. That's what I'm talking about. Please, please. Listen, Dougie Fresh told me he was gonna put me on his next um, CD. Now Maurice is telling me he's gonna. I got talent. Yeah, you in there? I got skills. I'm in there. Oh, okay. So who were some of your musical influences growing up? Your, um, you have a, you have a nice, rich tone. Bless you, bless you, uh, Paul Porter. The Christian ass. I'm a quartet baby. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people throw the, that old school out the window, but that's just my heart. 
uh, Harvey Watkins of the Canton Spirituals, Doc McKenzie, uh, them, them old guys, you know, I'm, I'm really, um, they really blessed me growing up as mm -hmm. a young boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember you were at the Black Men's Rock and you gave a, a, a nice testimony. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. Did. Yes, sir. Can you share any of that with us? Sure. Pretty much the basis of it. Grew up as a, as a PK, father's a pastor, grandfather, was a pastor, um, been in church all of my life, but when I got a little older, I had one foot in the church, one foot outside the church. I partied Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. got up Sunday morning, went to church like I've been with God all week long. Mm -hmm. But one day God simply got tired and said, man, you got to choose Jesus day who you're going to serve. Is right. it going to be me? Is it going to be the world? So what happened, out uh, there being foolish with some cousins of mine, got locked up for two and a half years. It it shocked my whole family, my community, because never did they think the preacher's son, mm -hmm. the little guy they they, they uh, had prophesied that would preach, would sing, and yet he's in jail, in mm -hmm. prison, and uh, it, it it was it was a trying time. But I believe in that moment, uh, what blessed me, God allowed me to develop my own personal relationship with Him, not so much what I was taught. But, um, you know, gave me an opportunity, man, to just know who he was for me. Right. And uh, through that, man, I promised him I would serve him. Not a perfect man, but I, he, he's, he is my world. Yes. And I strive to do what he's called me to do. And I heard him saying there, man, if you just come out and be sincere and live right and do what I ask you to do, man, I'll open doors for you, man, that, you know, you could ever imagine it could be open. Exactly. And since 2007, I've been home. And he have. He placed me before some platforms that only he could do. Right. You know, and uh, I'm just, just grateful to be able to witness it, you know. Right. So so what's still yet to come? Where do you want to see yourself in five years? The next five years, I'll probably be pastoring a church. What? Yeah, really? I'm a youth pastor at my father's church. Okay. And, and what's the name of the church? New Morning Star Missionary Baptist Church in Portsmouth. In Portsmouth, okay. Yes, sir. So I, I, I'll probably be pastoring somewhere. Hopefully by then I've been able to... Um, take this music to the next level. Right. Uh, I got some things I'm working on. That's and with Miss April, she'll be able to get you there. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah she's working hard yeah. trying to make it happen. So we'll see how it go. We'll, well man, I wish you the best of luck. That Thank voice you. is awesome. Looking out for some good things, especially when the single is released. When do you expect it to be released? Uh, you have a date yet? You're still working on still, some things? Still working on some things. Just promise me you're, you're not going to put Paula on the single, are you? He just <laughs> <said> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Probably not the single. I'm going to put her on there yeah, somewhere. On the, yeah, 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 you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what you can do, the yes, intro. Yeah. You know how they do the Yeah, I'm going to let her do the interlude. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let her introduce the song. She's got a wonderful good. speaking voice. She does. And she can introduce the track that's coming on, and we're going to flow like that. Thank you, Maurice. Uh, see, I have This is my BFF. This is going to be underneath the bus right about now. I always tell you the truth. You do. Always tell me sure. High five. High five. <laughs> How that didn't sound good? Oh, he's ready. He's ready. <laughs> he's just smiling. All right. Well, Ma Maurice, we want to thank you so much, thank man. You, thank you, Maurice. Yeah. The best of luck and, and God bless you. Bless you. Thanks. All right. All right. Thank All right. you. I appreciate you. you. All right. Yes, yes. So while we're waiting for our guest of honor to call in, there were some other things that were going on in the news. You know, well, Hillary, I'm with her. I'm with her. I'm with her. Um, Hillary... After the investigation, all these millions of dollars spent. You Are you know. talking about the email? Yeah, the emails. Oh. Yeah, so they, they said they're not going to indict her, which I, I really pretty much didn't think they were going to do that anyway. How do you feel about that? I'm like, we were talking about it at lunch today, mm -hmm. and I just made a, I was like, this is ridiculous. Everything that's going in the world, going on in the world, and that's all I have to talk about, mm -hmm. and all the terrible things and 
that Donald Trump is talking about and doing and the name calling and that's all they have to talk about is her emails. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not even important. That's not how many people use their job email. I'm sure the people that are trying to indict her would use the emails yeah. herself. So they need to go sit down and have several seats several as well. Seats. <laughs> several <laughs> seats. Several seats. Several seats. Other thing uh, which made me happy because my president is about, you know, to to his term is coming to an end. Yes. But I was so happy to read in the poll that the majority of Democrats would abort the election if they could have Obama for four more years. Yes. yes. They said a strong majority of Democrats would cancel the 2016 election between Hillary Clinton and mm-hmm. Donald Trump if it meant that President Obama could serve a third years. term. Matter of fact, he served for life. They said 67% of the Democrats would take a third term from Obama. Um, 20, 28% said they're ready for him to move on. And six people were undecided. That's, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Me too. I'm, I'm, I, I think he's done wonderful. I think he's done a great job. I think he's had um, a lot of opposition. A lot of opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he was disrespected on a lot of levels, especially I didn't like it when they call him Obama and they didn't call him President Obama. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, Mr. Obama. Yeah, That's Mr. What Obama. Takes me yeah, off. I really didn't like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, what I loved about him is that he didn't let that move him, that mm-hmm. deter him from what it is that he did, what he wanted to do. And he's going out in a, with a bang. Okay. I think we have our guest of honor. Okay. Calling in. Thank you for calling LFI Radio. You're on the, on the air. This is Will speaking. How are you? Hello. This is David, man. Hi, David. <laughs> How are you doing? Hello. How are I'm you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing good. I'm cheesing from ear to ear. Yes, he is. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. David Mann is coming into town. Cannot wait to see you backstage. I can't wait. I can't wait to get there. So, you know, I was reading this article. I think it was on, what is that? Christian. It was on Christian Christian Post. And they said that you do not want to be known as a Christian comedian. Why is that? Well, you know, just somebody that brings joy. You know, I don't. I am Christian, I am saved, I do love the Lord, but I just love to make people laugh. And a lot of times when people put you in that category, you know, people that wouldn't ordinarily listen to a Christian comedian or, or, you know, whatever. Right. So if I just, you know, when they get there, they hear my message, they hear what I stand for, and, you know, before they know it, they're having just as good a time if they went to see somebody that was, you know, cussing or whatever secular comedian or doing whatever all right well this is paula b i think that you are so funny naturally and funny naturally funny yeah and i'm gonna t- i'm gonna tell you a story we met was it last year mm-hmm. last year um when it was tamla tamla was singing we were at the hanton coliseum and i was trying to get my interview and you said to my husband is this your wife and you like yes do you remember? And I said, you married up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you remember? Yeah, and he was, I was, they did a shout out for me. They did a drop for me. Really? For positive reality. And he told me, he just grabbed me in the room and told me that I was bossy. But he let me get my shout out. So, and the thing of it is, and I appreciate that. You will remember me when you see me. And I watch It's a Man's World. I love that yes, show. Yes, it is yes, so yes. funny. I love the cooking contest. I, I love, love that how, house. Right. I love how you guys have I your was, competitions. Y'all know I was robbed. Yes. Yeah, yes, she, she robbed me from that. I, I should have won. 
Mm. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. you're right. Well, you, you know what? You're talking about the cooking? Or the cooking contest. The cooking contest. Kurt, that Kurt, um, that Kurt Franklin. Judged. Yeah, they... Yeah, they stole it from me. I should have won. I was looking at that. I was trying to figure out. <laughs> well, I, I like that you guys did the obstacle course, too. That was funny. Oh, yeah. Now that we had fun. We yes. had fun on that. You fired, I, you fired your daughter, man. Yeah, How man. Low? I was, I was so upset low? about that. How low? So it happens. That's the reality of life. It happens. I know, but her face is like when you came in and y'all was like, uh, <laughs> you're fired. Yeah. And she was and like, she it was, she was like she was a security girl, yeah. right? I was like, oh my god, they done fired my boo! I couldn't believe it. But that's what and I like about it. Everybody, everybody loves Tia. Yes, I love Tia. <laughs> and your son, he cracks me up, and his wife. And, but whose idea was it to do the show? You know, originally we were like, nah, we don't want to do it. And then, uh, you know, what we wanted to do is we wanted to shed light on positive television right right and positive family because you know our thing is we know everybody doesn't want ratchet tv Mm -hmm. you know everybody's not looking for the ratchet tv people cussing each other out tearing each other down so we were like you know what this would be an opportunity for us to excuse me bring positive families to television show people how to handle situations you know that come up with families yeah, I mean, it, it's it's amazing. I watch it all the time, and yeah. I'll just watch it back to back to back. I'll make Those some popcorn. Marathons, yes, yeah. marathons. I watch it all the time. I'm like your number one fan. No, I'm number one. No, I'm number one. You're number 1.5. Oh, okay, I'm number 1.5. That's yeah. what he's telling me. Yeah. Hey, I'm booking him, so I'm number one. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Man. Hello. This is April from JDK Productions. How are you, April? I'm good. I'm looking forward to working with you for number my fourth time. Oh, that's wonderful. That's oh, wonderful. really? Yes, I um, was the promoter, one of the promoters for the Hampton Coliseum with Tamla. I picked okay. you guys up from okay. the airport, so this is me doing okay. this on my own. So, oh, well, you you stepping out there? Yeah. Yes. I'm glad you picked me to step out. Yes, you're my first. You're my first concert. I'm so excited. Yes. So, so David. So, David, how did you get into? Did did comedy come first? Because I knew you initially from, of course, Kurt Franklin singing, which I'm waiting to hear you sing some more. I'm I'm waiting for. Uh, I'm waiting for some music from David. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for a duet CD. Eventually, I am. Yeah, so, you know how how I got into comedy. It was kind of an accident. I was hosting a few shows, and you know, of course, you got to stretch, you right. stretch it out. And somebody's not ready. So after hosting a few shows, you know, ten minutes of stretch turned into fifteen minutes of stretch, which turned into thirty minutes. And uh, you know, I was just like, let me go ahead and put together a stand-up set. And I started putting up a stand-up set, and you know, it just started to grow from there. And you're you're a great actor, and you know, of course, Meet the Browns is is everybody's favorite, and yeah, yeah. and every time everybody sees you, I'm sure that that's what they say is is oh, Mr. Yeah. Brown. So, Mr. Does that, Brown, Mr. Mr. Brown. So how do you deal with that? Does it bother you? Do you love it or? No, I mean, hey, it, it was it's that's a history. positive thing. I yeah. know people don't mean any harm. It's, mm-hmm. You know, just what they see me do for. It. I know I played the character for it 13 years. Yes. And, yes. uh, you know, so yeah. that's because what they see. And that that's another reason I did the reality show, too, so I could kind of break away from Brown a little bit. Right. People could get to know, you know, David Mann. I know a lot of people, when I was doing the flyer, when I was working on the flyer, 
And they was like, how come you didn't put Brown up there? I said, because it's David Mann. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. But you know what? You when know, people, I, my nephew, when they see his picture, mm-hmm. they say Mr. Brown. Yeah. 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 A lot of people do. Yeah. And like I say, that's that's why I did the reality show to just kind of start breaking the way. Right. Because I'm playing different roles now. Uh, in our new sitcom, I play, you know, a detective. and I like that sitcom, a little too. A little more serious character. Mm-hmm. Still crazy, though. Well, but, uh, you know, we do a little more. So, I, you know, it's a positive thing when they call me. Michelle. It is. And it's hard to break away because I will put my finger up in a minute and be like, can you put me on a program? Because I, that still cracks me <laughs> <laughs> That still makes me weak. I will holler every time. And when that toupee is moving all over the place, it cracks me. No, this is your granddaddy. Oh, my God. Hey, and I'm telling y'all, this this is your granddaddy. You you will hear that this week. Yes. What else can we expect from you? I can't wait to see the show. What what, what else can we expect? I always tell people to expect the unexpected, number one. Okay. Because a lot of times I'll see something in the audience that will grab my attention, Mm -hmm. and I'll just roll with it. I'll just go with it, whether it's, you know, somebody coming in late or somebody adds on something weird and funny. Mm-hmm. I just I just roll with it. And, uh, you know, I talk about life, love, family, talk about church, uh, you know, just a little bit of everything. And you guys travel together. Is that correct all the time with your family? We travel together. Yep, we definitely travel together. Because when we were at the show in Hampton, I mean, you were just, I love the way you... Um, took care of your wife. My husband and I talked about that all the way home, just making sure she had what she needed. It was just amazing watching you two. And how how do you guys, you know, you work together, you you live together. I mean, it's a lot of togetherness, and you're like a model couple for a lot of people, a lot of people. How do you keep Ooh, that going? Because we, we genuinely enjoy each other's company. Huh, and when you, like, yep. you know, you see couples, they they cool with being married but they really don't enjoy each other's company, like enjoy being around each other all the time. We genuinely enjoy being around each other. You know, I, I just enjoy Tamala man. Right. And you guys have so much fun. You make it look like fun. Yeah. And I think that marriage should be a lot of fun. What you make it look like on TV, that's actually what it should be. I mean, you handle that's your what... business and after that's done, it's all about family and having a great time. I saw the river that's, dance. That's the way it is. I saw the you river saw the dance what? video. The river dance video. <laughs> oh my gosh! See, that's hilarious. what happens when you have kids that dare you to do stuff, and we just told them there wasn't nothing but old school shots. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just had to show them that's just old school shots, and they always have us doing something crazy like that. Now, Kamala start. She got on um, Snapchat. So now she oh, has Lord. Snapchat, so they got her into that. I'm like, we we the older we get, the more they're trying to get us to do younger uh-huh, stuff. Uh-huh. Wow. So what's next? What's next for you? You're on the comedy tour. Well, we you just, have the we just finished. We just finished season three of uh, Man and Wife. Uh, gonna work on season three of uh, It's a Man's World. Mm-hmm. We're working on a relationship book right now as wow. we speak. Called Divorce is Not an Option. And, uh, yeah, we're September 9th will be Tamala's new release of her CD. Yes, uh, one way. Y'all are um, busy. Excited yeah. about all of the project, all the projects. And I, I didn't hear you say so, about your your project. I didn't hear you say about well, your music. I'm, I'm working on the relationship book. Well, I'm talking about and music, I'm, music, 
music. Well, I haven't I haven't gotten to it yet. Okay. okay. <laughs> when is the book? Yeah. When is the book coming out? The book will be either more than likely early next year. That's family, yeah. Yeah. Well, can we have you back on the show when a book is ready? Is yes. that possible? I definitely. We, yes, for sure. Yeah. And hopefully I can take yeah. this comedy thing to another market. Yes. 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 yes we yeah, will definitely let's, tell let's your wife we said hello. We look will, forward to seeing her. Will we her see her Sunday? Hello, mama. Hi. Will huh? she be there Sunday? Yes. Yes, yeah, she'll be there Sunday. Woo! I'm excited. We get to see the man. Yes. Live in the living and color. She is so sharp. I love yes. she, her hair, hair face, 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 clothes, Y'all everything. A beautiful Shoes. couple. Beautiful couple. Beautiful couple. Well, yes. thank you. I'm I'm excited about coming. Whenever I whenever I'm on stage, I just look forward to seeing the people. I like I have a better time sometimes than the people. I just <laughs> sit and sometimes I find myself laughing. I'm like, okay. And then they'll tell me, hey, it's time for you to get off stage, because I never want to get off. Right. They have to tell me it's time to get off. Wow. So how can people follow you? What's your What's your social media and your website? At David and Tamala Man. They can follow us on foot, Facebook at David and Tamala. Also on Instagram at David and Tamala. Okay. Uh, where, what else we got? On Tam's... Um, Snapchat at David and Tamla. Oh, David and Tamla. <laughs> y'all y'all notice that everything that we do is together. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that's good. That's good. That's good. Well, I want to thank you, David, for calling in. Can't wait to see you backstage Sunday. I can't either. I'm yeah. like super excited. Super excited to see you all. We, I'm excited as well. I look forward to seeing y'all. All right. Make sure. You, Make sure y'all come up and say hi, so I know who I was talking. Yeah, we're gonna be in the back. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we're gonna okay. be back there. Definitely. All right. Well, right. thanks for calling in. Thank you. I'll see and you at the airport. Thank you all so much for having me. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Okay, then. God bless. Bye-bye. Uh, Bye-bye. Awesome. Awesome song. That was really nice. That was really cool. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Well, you know, our, our, our final guest is going to be calling in. Miss Dr. Matthew Anderson. He's talking about the resurrection, the resurrection of romance. Mm, I think yeah. I need to exit this. Um, it says humans are the only <laughs> mammals that make love face to face. We face each other when we want to get intimate, and there is a reason for that. Being face to face implies that we want to know who the other person is. Mm. Mm. Okay. okay. <laughs> if we really make the effort to 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 know the other person, then our physical intimacy becomes far more than mutual masturbation. Simply having sex to get off. (laughs) In fact, intense (laughs) radical intimacy can create ecstatic lovemaking and ecstatic lovemaking can transform (laughs) every area of a relationship. Life coach and author of Resurrection and Romance, Dr. Matthew Anderson. Okay. Thanks for calling Let's Face Radio. How are you? Hi, is this Will? Yes, it is. Dr. Matthew Anderson. Yes, it is. Yes, sorry, it took so long to get connected. No, you're you're fine. We were just introducing you, actually, reading oh, your good. reading your information. Yes, um, excellent. Yes, so we just wanted to talk to you about your latest book, The Resurrection of Romance, and we wanted to find out pretty much how how did you get excited about this subject? I love it. My co-host seems to love it as well. Yes, I, I do. <laughs> I really love it. Oh, what is your name? Um, this is Will, and that's Paula B. Paula and. Paula. April Hi, Paula. I have Hi, a lot of questions. Yeah, we have Paula B in the studio and we have April. Hi. Oh my goodness, Paula, April, and Will. Yes. yes. It's nice to meet all of you. The you way I you. got into this book is I fell over heels totally 
bursting in love. Wow. That's how I got into the book. And I was, I've always been a writer, but this one was so powerful I could not avoid writing about it. It kept lasting and lasting in the wonder of it and the beauty of it and the incredibleness of that relationship. And a year passed and two years passed and three years passed, and I thought, i got to start taking notes about why this works so well. So what I wrote in the book what makes it work and i've been working with couples for about 40 years and most of the time i'm looking at what doesn't work for them Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to write a book with the positive to do's here's what you can do to make it really work wonderfully Mm -hmm. and if you're consistent about it that that excitement that glow that ecstasy that comes when you're falling does not have to go away it can last and it can get deeper and better and more wonderful it, your background is in ministry, correct? Yeah. That's my uh, doctorate's in the ministry. Wow, okay. And I actually have been doing counseling and coaching. Okay. After about two years working in a church, I decided, I think I want to do this thing, like really working intimately with people. And so that's what I started doing, it really in ni- 1972, probably before every one of you was born. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was Is here. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wait. I, Who was that? April? That, no, it was Paula. Paula. Yeah. I'm a 70s I was, baby. I'm a, I was born in 1959, so I was here. 1959? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm 1973. I was born in 1959. So, and I've been, yeah, and I have been married for mm, 24 years, but my husband and I have been together for almost 30. And well, God bless you. Thank you. And um, and you're talking about intimacy. Um, the okay. levels of int- intimacy changes to me as you get older. The longer you get together, the intimacy becomes different. Well, that's an interesting... In what way do you think it's different? Well, I, I mean... Can we see? Sex on you? Yeah. Oh, I was just asking. Because I'm not gonna say any bad words. You know, when you when you first get together, I mean, everything is just about you know the sex, and every time you're just like rabbits. I'll just say we're just like rabbits. <laughs> then after a while, it just seems to just settle down, and then the intimacy becomes more about you know communicating. You have that type of intimacy, and then at this point um, where we are, our intimacy is like really about spending a lot of time together. It's, it's physical, well, that's, but that's a good growth in your relationship. Right. That's lovely. Yeah. What I like to talk about, and I talk about it in the book, is something I call radical intimacy, which is a way of getting truly deep into one's heart and sharing that with your partner. And hopefully, if they respond in kind, it takes one deeper and deeper into. Uh, deeply emotionally, deeply psychologically, but also begins to have, as you may be aware of, a kind of a spiritual connection with one's partner. And being deeply in love with another person is probably, in my opinion, the most powerful kind of emotional, soul-filled experience that a person can have in this life. And I think it's an incredible gift. It's just an amazing, wonderful gift. And I wrote the book to try to help people realize that and say, hey, we're in love. How do we, how do we take this to an entirely 
new level and in a level after that. And you're talking about in your relationship, it's been growing. It's great to hear that. Right. And you know, I, I'm not the type of person. I'm in love with love. I, I, oh, yeah, I, mean, me I am. I'm in love with love. Um, it's unconditional for me. Um, I accept you for um, who you are, where you are. At, I don't try to change you. I, I used to try to do that because I'm a romanticist. I used to get upset with my husband because he would not buy me flowers. But now I have an understanding of his love language. I want him to do his thing. I want you to respect me because I want to do my thing. But being in love is a gift. And I think that that's where a lot of couples forget that being in love and someone loving you like that is such a gift. And we do things, um, and I don't think they really understand how important that is. And when somebody's giving themselves giving themselves to you like that, telling you that I, I'm in love with you so much, can't you see that? And, and in that, forgiveness comes as well because of all the love that you have for that particular person, for anything. Well, I think I think that was well said, very well said. I think that, um, you know, we don't realize it because it's so wonderful, mostly because we haven't been taught that. Mm. You know, it's like, I like to say to, to my couples that I work with, a lot of times people spend more time preparing for their driver's license than they do for their wedding license. And they get a little bit of training about how to drive a car, but most people get married without any real preparation, and then it doesn't work so well, and they think, well, something's wrong with marriage. And I think really the issue is how do we know how to truly relate out of what you're talking about? This is the most wonderful gift I've ever been given. How do I treat that? How do I learn to deal with this person that really helps me and the other person bring the best of who we are to the relationship. And when people are both committed to that, I think the limits of what they can do together uh, don't, there's no limit to it. It's an amazing thing that can happen. Right. I I totally, totally agree with that. Well, that's two of us that agree. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have a question on a single person level. Yes, ma'am. I am celibate, and of course, this is the choice that I made for myself um, because I think it's healthy and because I don't want to put myself out there like that. So the question is, should you have sex immediately or should I continue to wait because I feel like it's not going to happen because I don't even have a name or a date yet? I think that's a really great question. My answer to that is... And I, I, I think at my website, there's an, actually an article about it that I wrote. It's called Get Naked Emotionally Before You Get Naked Physically. And what I mean by that I like is that. I think the way we are truly designed as human beings is when we are designed in a way that we get another person through our hearts before we bring sexuality into it Mm -hmm. and what happens today a lot is people get sexual before they truly know the other person before they truly feel deeply connected and then it becomes a kind of um what i call it is a mutual masturbation experience meaning i use you to get off you use me to get off it might be agreeable it might be even okay in terms of way it feels but that the real possibilities of 
deep making love with another person cannot occur unless we are first deeply emotionally connected. So I work with a lot of single people, and I say to them, look, I'm not trying to be moralistic with you. I'm saying if you open your heart to someone else and they open their heart to you first, then you're going to have a pretty good idea over time whether you really want to be intimately physically involved with them or not. And if you do and you've done that work, it's way better. It's way better. Wow. So I don't know if that answers your question or not. What do you think? Um, yes, um, but you open up another question. So are you saying okay. that it's okay to masturbate, use toys? Of course it is. <laughs> a toy is good. He's funny. He's I mean, funny. <laughs> the reason why I ask that, see, I, I'm like I said, I was born in 1973. So you, which means actually, I'd be 43 on July 19th. I'd be 43 years old. You know what happens with women when we're in our 40s? We get to that level where we're like, okay, we're at our peak, but no one is there to share that peak with. I don't. I don't think there's any. I, I don't have any concerns or reservations about whether a person is masturbating or not. I don't think it's a problem. I think once they get in a relationship with someone that they really care about, mm. I suggest that they stop doing it, though, so that they can focus all their sexual energy on the person in that relationship. But single people, that's that's not a strange thing that happens. I think most people admit to it, and the other ten or twenty percent lie about it. You know, because they do it. Is that the it's same? Not, is that the same for pornography? Uh, no, in my opinion, is is a massive distraction from what really works in relationship. And really, in the past ten or fifteen years, is that the Internet, and there's a lot of research being done on this now. The Internet and pornography, pornography on the Internet has literally a deeper and more powerful effect on the brain than it used it to sure in like magazines. And so person can get deeply addicted. And it's a fantasy kind of experience that doesn't really require anything of the person. There's no intimacy. There's True. no deep sharing. There's no real connection. True. And the person objectifies their sexual partner, and if they get too involved with it, then what happens is they find a real person. They have problems. They have real problems relating to a real person. Because they have lots of clients. Lots of clients who say to me that is as serious as any other kind of addiction. Right. And the Internet makes it powerful because it's quick and it's very real and, and it pulls you in, and it really changes what happens in the brain. Really? Yeah, of course. You watch, you watch things you... on the internet for no. hours and hours and hours at a time. It becomes yeah. No, I mean I don't know because I don't watch it like that, or I don't watch right. it at all because like I think no, no. I'm saying like that because I don't want to. Um, like I said, I'm celibate and mm -hmm. I don't want to. Mess I'm so sorry up. to hear that. Go ahead. Uh -huh. <laughs> a lot of people say they're sorry <laughs> to hear that, but no, I don't watch it because I don't want it to motivate. You, oh, okay, you understand you. what I'm saying? Yeah, Motivate. yeah temptation. Yeah, tempt yeah. You know, temptation. Right. And because I would think it would excite me to want to call somebody and exactly. you know, experience what I just saw. Mm -hmm. Well, usually what it does is it draws one deeper into the experience of pornography. And being online is really, really like a kind of an addiction. And there's a lot of research being done about it. 
And one of the major, and I thought it was MIT, but I have to be sure, um, said that they wanted to do a geography and they wanted to find a control group of a whole bunch of um, guys between 18 and 30 who did not use the internet for porn. They couldn't find a group. <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't right. find yeah. one. So they had to settle for a group made up of men that age who had been addicted and had broken the addiction and were not addicted to use a control group. And they found all kinds of changes in people's lives and relationships and the chemistry in the brain changes, just like when you use any other kind of drug. Yeah. It's very, very powerful. And so I'm, I'm not saying it's evil. Mm. I'm saying that when we train our mind to be sexually stimulated, something not real, and it gets entrained us, and then we find ourselves in a real relationship, it creates problems. It so, creates problems because we... They, it's not like it's not anything like being with a real person. So my friend it's here, total fantasy. So my friend here say, you know, he was sorry that I was celibate. So is that a bad thing with me choosing to be celibate? I'm just waiting for the right person. I think that's a wonderful thing that you're able to make that choice, and I think that you should hold to it, and you should ask of yourself and of anybody that's considering having a relationship with you that they learn to open their heart to you and you do that with them first so that you begin to develop a meaningful connection. If you do that, when you finally decide at whatever point that you're going to have a sexual encounter, it will become making love as opposed to just sex. Right, because, be you know, way right. more important. I agree with that because my husband and I, I was like, oh, my God, that was, um, wasn't that great sex? That was, and I was like, I changed it, and I was like, no, that was great lovemaking, and now he does it. I've been like, oh, my God, the sex was great before I go to work. And mm -hmm. he's like, work? Well, yes. that's a very big difference. Wow. <laughs> before we, uh, but now I, it's, it's lovemaking, you know what I mean? Because it, it, it must be that's nice right. that to must marry be nice. people. And I that that's a wonderful Last goal. Week, and when two people truly open themselves emotionally, the body follows. Right. In a, right. In a wonderful way. Because you And when we don't truly know the other person, we really, and then we have sex with them, it's sort of like a mutual agreement to use the other person to get off. Right. That's true because, and I'm not sorry. Not very deep. I didn't mean to cut you off. Because now, my husband's going to kill me, but now we can have intimacy without penetration that is just totally amazing. You understand what I mean? Uh, How do that? Yeah, oh, you can do that. You can you can definitely do that thing, but um, because but of that emotional connection, you can do that thing. Yes, <laughs> you definitely can. You sounds like I need counseling. Yes, can. Can, right? Is, can is, is that right? Am I right? <laughs> Pastor, I may need to get your number. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. you're saying th this is this how you're saying that um, getting physically naked, you know, before becoming emotionally naked, can limit good sex? Exactly. Because you it's need like that they, that the deeper old level. Getting, getting the horse, getting the cart before the horse. It's backwards. In the way that we are truly designed as human beings, we are made in a way that emotional intimacy can produce the best physical intimacy we've ever experienced. And if we go the other direction, we cheat ourselves of that. It's like if you if you were out on a boat in the ocean 
for weeks and you didn't see dry land. And then you found dry land, you got off the boat, you got on the beach, and you said, oh, my God, I'm on dry land. And then you never left the beach. You never investigated the country that was before you. It's like having sex without emotional intimacy. You've never really discovered the depth and the power and the life-changing experience that can come out of that from truly bringing intimacy to to sex. It's amazing. Okay, I have another question. You're okay. going to run home and grab your husband, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I got well, to tell Yeah, this oh, is this April. Is I, yeah. Yeah. He's not going to be upset. I, I have a, He's no, happy. I don't. She's that, not letting anybody yeah. in the cookie jar. So. It, it's it's just thing. a queen-size bed <laughs> on a cold night. So uh, <laughs> my question is, why do so many, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this on a dating level now, okay. why do so many of us fear being intimate? When you speak about you're dating somebody and they fear, and you talk about intimacy, then, okay, like they say, for back. example, they, they fall back. Mm-hmm. In other words, oh, um, I'm not ready for this, but they want to have sex. Or, mm-hmm. you know, um, they either they may do it, and then they never call you again. So... Why? And, and I'm looking at this as an older person saying like we would have got, you know, been done with that in our 20s. Then we're in our 40s. Now I'm finding that my age, my generation rather do the sexual thing than versus being in a relationship or being intimate. So why is that? So one one way of phrasing what you're really asking is why are people afraid of being vulnerable, right? Right. Okay. I- intimacy for people who don't really understand it is scary because they are afraid, we are afraid, that if we open up and people start to see who we are, they won't like us, they won't accept us, they won't love us. And so we feel we have to protect ourselves. But that traps us in being isolated and distant and disconnected. The truth of the matter is, is when two people get together and begin to really, over time, experience opening their hearts and not hiding from each other and loving each other, then they start to realize the wonder of it, how fantastic it is. They lose the fear and they get excited about the promise, the possibilities of it. But in the beginning, I think all beginners have a fear of vulnerability and openness and intimacy because they don't really don't understand that territory. But once you really begin to investigate it and experience it, it gets safe. It gets wonderful. It gets fantastic. If you're with the right person, if you're with someone that you trust, someone that's going to give back to you in the same way. Hmm. So you mentioned vulnerability. So is there a value in deep vulnerability? Yes. Yes, there's there's an enormous value? value in it. Really? Well, what happens is, and I truly believe that every person truly, deeply wants to be known and loved for who they really are. True. And when we feel that one other person really knows us and really loves us, it's 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 more healing than than years of therapy. It's more healing than and transforming than almost anything else that can happen. But we have to be willing to take the risk and find to relate to someone and open up so that they can bless us with that kind of appreciation. Mm-hmm. I, and it is a blessing. That, that is a blessing, and I totally agree with what you just said. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other kind of relationship that's available to us now with human beings more powerful than that. And 
if I fully open my heart to my partner and she looks at me and opens her heart back in the same way, then there's there's like an aching, a longing for that that I think exists in every person. And it, there's a healing that occurs when that happens. Absolutely, because you're just loving that person just the way they are, mm-hmm. not making any changes. Yeah. I'm just, right. I'm going to accept you for who you are, and I'm going to love you because mm-hmm. I fell in love with you. Um, yes, I fell in love with all of you. You know, just not the part that you know, the good, bad, and the ugly. Because at the end of the day, you know, all of us have things that we could change about ourselves. But the thing of it is, is that the love supersedes everything. Right. I think that's important, and I, I want to say something about that, and that is so many times people get in a relationship with someone and they say, I really love you, I care about you, but, but. I want you to change <laughs> this thing or that thing. And it, that doesn't that's not a good start to a happy relationship. You love me, but you, you need, I need to clean up some stuff before we can really yeah. you know, go 100%. Right. Really and truly... The best way is to say to your partner, boy, I really hope you don't change. I love you exactly the way you are. You could stay this way forever. I'll just be thrilled with you. Oh, wow. Right. See? That's a good point to that, say. That, that is. It, it's very important. And I, and I totally agree mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Because I love you right where you are at this point in time. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. um, we all have to grow. You, right. you see what I'm saying? And as we're growing... Where our love is just blossoming, just like a flower, just opening up. Bro. Well, you're exactly right. And I, in the book, I talk about something called the eyes of love. And what I mean is, when we fall in love with someone, I, my way of thinking about it is we're given the eyes to see the true beauty and wonder of that person. It's real. It's not an illusion. Mm-hmm. And if we continue to love them and relate to them in relation to that, we draw that out of them. We encourage it. We build on it. We support it. And people grow the best when, when we see the best in them. They tend to grow into it when we see that. We support it. We care about it. We love it. We encourage it. And it keeps us from saying, oh, you need to change this. You need to change that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. That's, like, annoying. That's very <laughs> annoying. It, it is very annoying. Um, yes. are, are there techniques for creating um, this type of intimacy that you're talking about? Yeah, I have a a, a, um, a set of what I call exercises, which are really uh, simple, unfinished sentences. Uh, literally, is about a hundred of them. Wow. And um, I, I just send them to people. Anybody wants to email me, you can find my... Uh, my email at my website, which is theresurrectionofromance.com. That's the name of the book, The Resurrection of Romance. And it's about creating a sustaining intimacy. And it starts very simple. Two people sit down together, and they begin to share, and they literally finish a sentence, each of them. And it's like a sentence might be, uh, my favorite vacation I ever had in my life was. I mean, something simple and positive like that. And then it, they get drawn into more and more meaningful communication. It doesn't take them into their pain or their problems with each other. It lifts them up into really connecting in positive, meaningful ways. And simple exercises, I I have a couple I'm working with right now, and they just went away for four days. And I said... 
take this, you know, download this into your 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 phone and sit down for half an hour a day and just share with about this every day. Try that, and they came back really thrilled about the, the experience. You don't have to do all a hundred at one time, right. and it's a it's a simple way of sitting with your partner and sharing. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing. It's just that this is who I am. This is what's important to me. And it makes it safer and safer to open up, be vulnerable, and really share from the heart. And it it's a very powerful experience if two people are willing to do it together. Yeah, that's amazing. I like to, when my husband and I travel, I like to talk about um, go down memory lane mm-hmm. when we met. Even though mm-hmm. we talked, said this story about 50,000 times, mm-hmm. but I still love talking about that because it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. It reminds us of that we fell in love and our favorite song, um, um, our favorite tape. It was a tape back then, cassette tape. Um, going, doing this <laughs> and doing that. And I, <laughs> I'm old, yeah. yeah. But I love talking about those things because I think they're important and they're refreshing and they remind you. Well, you, you made a good point. You can also talk about how wonderful it was making love last night. Yeah, I can talk about that too. <laughs> Yes. You know, oh. boy, I remember last night when you and, and I and then you and then, you know, that was really great. And that reinforces it. The other thing that just brought to mind for me is another thing really important for couples is to focus on the positive about each other and to communicate it daily in very specific ways. Meaning not just to say, honey, I think you're a great person, which is nice to hear, mm-hmm. but things like, boy, I really liked how you interacted with that person that we met in the grocery store. You were so sweet to that lady, and you spoke to her in a nice way, and I really love to see you when you're that way. I'm so proud of you that that you're the kind of person who's friendly to strangers like that. That's a very specific kind of affirmation. Couples that are really, really happy have a relationship between the positive and the negative that's probably like 30 or 40 to 1. Mm-hmm. 30 or 40 positive statements to 1 that's maybe critical. Some couples say it's even higher than that, and I actually believe that's true. But words really matter. They matter tremendously. Mm-hmm. And so if I say something specific that's positive, it sticks in that person's mind all day long. It carries them. It, it touches them. And if we make that a habit every day, just thinking about what's – one of the things I say to couples is uh, write down 25 things that you really like or love about your partner mm-hmm. and put it in your pocket or put it in your phone and look at it and communicate some of that every day to that person. It's a wonderful exercise. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, the question is, if you're with someone that you love, you should be able to think of more than 25 things that you really appreciate about them. That's more true. than 25. But I picked 25 because sure I didn't want can. you to get I, overwhelmed. I yeah. Wow. So I just want to ask you this final question, Dr. Anderson. So with all the information that you've given us, what still gets in the way you know, of us being radically intimate? Honestly, I think there's one word for that that I've thought about for years, and I keep asking that question. Um, The answer to that question is the major thing that gets in the way is immaturity. People don't grow up, and it takes two adults to have a magnificent, healthy, happy, loving relationship. 
can't do it to kids, to adolescents, to 15-year-olds, can't do it. If you act like an adolescent, you're going to have problems. If you right. act like a child, you're going to have problems. You need to grow up and, mm-hmm. and say to yourself, if I acted like a mature, healthy adult in this relationship, how would I interact with my partner today? It's a really good question. I could say that bad communication skills affect us a lot, too, but if we're immature, we're going to relate like a child or an adolescent. It's not going to work. But if we hold the other person as precious and we say, I want to treat this relationship as a mature person, we do much better. Awesome. And another thing I want to ask, um, I, I thought about, I've been thinking about this lately, um, and I want to ask you, at a certain point in a relationship, I, w- I was talking to um, a young lady, I feel as though that you should know each other well enough that at some juncture in your relationship, if you've married 20, been together 20, 30 years, that you should be speaking more positive things and less arguing, because I think that if you've been together for 25 years, you really shouldn't have anything much to argue about, because uh-huh. like right now in my life, I'm in cruise control. Um, you know, I'm just cruising. I'm just, all I want to do is enjoy myself, make memories. I know that I have to pay my bills. That's a given, save money. And I just want to have a great time. That's it. I, and when I was talking to the young lady, she was like, I never really thought about it that way. Because at some point, you should be cruising and enjoying yourself. What do you think? I have arrived at a, a basically agreement with you. And years ago, I used to say to couples, look, anger and conflict is just going to be a part of a relationship on some basis, and you just need to learn how to deal with it. And now my attitude is, if you have anger and you have conflict, okay, let's learn how to deal with it. But let's move towards a relationship where it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, It doesn't yeah. have to. Doesn't if have you to. truly love someone and you want to grow up inside and relate to them as an adult, conflict and anger between two people starts to disappear. So it needs to be infrequent. Mm-hmm. And if it's not infrequent, you're not on cruise control, as you said. It's, it's not happening. And I think bringing positive energy into a relationship. Think about what you appreciate about that person and communicate it in an honest, authentic, direct way every day. Mm-hmm. Your partner's going to become like a puppy dog wagging their tail saying, give me more of that, give me more, I'll give me more. <laughs> but, you know, I like that so much, I'll just do it over and over and over again. Yeah. And it really happens, it really does. Yeah, because some people really think that um, have arguing is is healthy for a relationship. That that you know, fighting is good. You know, I I don't I don't I don't agree with it. So, I I you're right. It's not healthy unless it happens very infrequently. Mm-hmm. If it happens weekly, there's a problem. Right, right. Really, I mean, if it happens daily, you got a massive problem. You better call me soon. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be calling you soon. Well, speaking of yeah, calling you so soon, what what is? How can our listeners um, follow you? Keep in contact with you. The easiest way is go to my website, which is theresurrectionofromance.com. It's the name of the book. I've got videos there. I've got articles. I have contact information. 
And if you go there and get my email, which is dra at mattcoyote.com, dra at mattcoyote, M-A-T-T-C-O-Y-O-T-E.com, but it's on the site. And send me an email and say uh, intimacy or something like that in the subject. I'll send you the, the list that I was talking about, okay. the, the 100 questions that you can use with your partner. There's no charge for that. And um, you find all kinds of things that I periodically update at the website. The resurrection of romance.com is really the best way. And uh, just one thing I'll add is I work with couples all over the country with uh, Skype or FaceTime, sometimes on the phone, but now that we have Skype and FaceTime, couples work, and actually also with individuals I work with all over the place. So you don't have to live in South Florida for me to work with you in a in a in a one on one basis. Do you do seminars as well? I yes, but I'm planning on doing some more in the coming year. So right okay. now, it is couples or singles. Uh, Face-to-face. Well, awesome. Well, Dr. Anderson, thank you so much for giving us all this information, a lot that we can use. All I think single and married can use yes. a lot of this information that you gave tonight. I right, April? You're very yeah. welcome. It's yeah. great talking to all three of you. I've learned a whole You're lot. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'll be emailing you with my questions, maybe 50 of them. <laughs> okay. All, all right. right. Have I'll a good evening. Fun. Okay, you too. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good information. It was great information. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know what? Before we um, move on, because I want to close the show by asking you some questions, because the whole show was all about relationships and love. Mm-hmm. So I have some questions I want to get your opinion on. But I I failed to do my track of the week because we jumped right into our first guest. Oh, yeah. Um, so I want to, this song, you know, I've talked to you about my situation, yeah. the baby. Um, I was approached with a situation to adopt the baby, something I've always wanted to do. Timing isn't the best. Um, it's really... I have a headache like between my eyes trying to decide because the baby will be here in two months. Um, it's a little girl, Jada Nicole. Um, I think you'll be a wonderful father. I think I would too. It's I just amazing. wish it's not the order that I had wanted things to come in. I know because you're so yeah, I was busy. supposed to graduate first. I was supposed to be married first. So the baby's coming first. Throwing everything off. But um, God has placed, uh, I've talked to you, you've given me wonderful advice, my mom. God sent so many people in my life this week when I needed it the most. Um, and this song I heard is from Molly Music, it's called Beautiful. Um, this is my track of the week, it's resonated with me all week. Listen to the words, it's really pretty. All right, so this is Beautiful by Molly Music.
Okay, so I have two questions for you. So the whole show was about love and relationships. I heard you say that you like to um, reminisce about when you and your husband first met. I right? do. So I'm going to ask you a question. So both of you, actually, and then I'll give you my response. What is the difference between falling in love and being in love? Well, I think when you first meet, um, you're, you're you you fall in love mm. when you when I first met. Oh my God! I just I'm just so in love with him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my! Is this just my everything? You can't eat. You know that yeah. whole deal. The you know? Gaga. That whole yeah. Google Gaga thing. Yeah. You know, um, everything reminds you of him. A song of everything. Uh-huh. Um, then after a while, you're learning how to be in love. Right. Being in love which is going through those trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. letting you know that I, I'm in love with you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm your being. Right. Cause I, I'm, I'm in love. Right. And, um, I think that that's what, it, that's what it's all about. What do you say, April? Have, have you ever, cause we know you're celibacy. God bless you. Um, you are cracking me. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you've been in love as I'm beautiful love, as you are. Right. And I've been, heartbroken right. from love to the point where I don't even know if I can feel it. So but so, what's your interpretation of falling in love and then finally being in love? I had to make sure I knew the difference. All right. Am I falling in love or am I falling in lust? Oh, that's a good point. So Did you figure it out? Just because How to be able to tell the difference? Yeah. I don't think I can tell the difference. Yeah. The difference? I, it's, it's, it's hard for me and I need to feel like how he's going to treat me and not only me, but my children as okay. well. Because okay. you not have kids only, right. So right. not only do I have to think of myself, I have to think of my children. Mm-hmm. So that's my issue. So now I just have to make sure I take my time and not rush into things. Cause I'm, I'm at that point now that I'm looking at my age mm-hmm. versus is to taking my time and mm-hmm. be slow. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm 43. I don't right. have much time, you know? You know what? That's funny because I take into consideration time. Like when I meet people now, if you're not even talking about that you're looking for a long-term relationship, right. then I'm not even going to waste my time. Well, it depends on how I'm you like look. that now. I'm uh-huh. like, okay, what are you looking for? Yeah. Okay, bye. Yeah. 
Because yeah, I'm not. I don't want to get hurt again. Then I might have to eliminate Chronicles. Oh. Mm. Okay. I, well, I, I, I think falling in love is like you said, Paul. It's the Goo Goo Gaga. That's when you. Yes, that's when you know everything is about that person. Exactly. But when you actually are in love, that's when all the work kicks. That's in. when all the work kicks. And in. that's when the devil really attacks the relationship, yeah. and you're trying to figure out, you know, right. how to make this this thing last. But and you know, what, I, what helped me is in my couples counseling, the the pastor told us. That giving, you have to decide that giving up is not an option. And I made that mistake. I chose exactly. to leave. Exactly. Um, that's one mistake that I, I regret. But um, being in love is just deciding that, you know, you're in it. Right. And that's what I, I just had a conversation with my daughter, my oldest one. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we talked about some things that she had done and um, said words, like mm-hmm. you were saying words. Be careful what you say. Right. Um, because they resonate forever. You know, even though you're, all I can say is that one thing I'm going to tell everybody that's listening, never say to your mate that you're out of here. I'm done. Uh, I leave. I'm deuces. Uh, because deep down inside, you know that you don't mean it. You don't. You're but right. that is something that they will always right. that will always stay with them because they will think that any moment that you, you will leave. Right. You see what I'm saying? Abandonment. So you abandon it. So, right. and if those words roll out of your mouth so easily, mm-hmm. you know, um, she didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? But she came to me. It's like, mother, you know, I should have never said those things, right. especially that. Mm-hmm. But the thing of it is, oh, the thing of it is, is that at the end of the day, it, it's all about that love thing. Right. But yeah. what? But what happens when you did everything right, and you did everything for that person, and they like, I don't want the relationship, or I don't want to be in a relationship. Right. It's a learning. It becomes a right. learning lesson. You're right. finding yourself crying and going through the same situation again. Right. We just had that conversation. Now I have to go through well. it and meet somebody else new and start all over. And you have to get to know the new person. Oh, I it's hate so much that. Work. We have to talk about that the next time we are on the show. But That's I want to thank you. I want to thank both of you, of course, my 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 partner in crime, Paula B. You think y'all for being in the studio. Hey, I would love and to my my new girl April. Yes. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having no your problem. guests on the show. I really Not appreciate it. Right, yes. and as always, Mr. Lawrence, Mr. B in the house, Mr. B, Mr. B in the house. Okay. Um, until next week, I'll meet you on Sunday. We're gonna Sunday. um hopefully be able to talk about some things that we did. Um, yes, look backstage. for us. Yes, yeah. look, look for us. us. All right, until next week, everybody, be blessed. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We ask that you visit www.letsfaceitradio.com for up-to-date information on future shows, special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time, same place, for real people. Real topics, real talk. Let's face it. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's what, man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. 
That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.